1: Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com. For coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins.
0: Hey everybody, and welcome to Coach Unplugged, episode eighty-nine. I cannot believe it's been eighty-nine. Um, thank you for joining us today and taking time out of your busy day. To um, today's going to be kind of a unique podcast for all of the, the all of you. I can get it out. I'm a little tongue-tied today. All of you that are listening out there, um, Coach Olson, Charlie Olson is. One of our members over tetros. and this what i'm going to do is i'm giving you i'm kind of pulling back the curtain a little bit on one of our um video, so it's going to be a little bit I'd give this podcast a b plus because you you don't have the video to listen or to look at it at this specific point but um, it's a one on one call We do them in dot uh, com to to help coaches um, We do them monthly in the off season just because there isn't quite the demand from all of you um, but then we do them bi-monthly or weekly, even during the season, depending on when people have questions and stuff. Um, so I'd ask that you, you enjoy this. Um, it's one of the reasons that I started Teachhoops.com cause I wanted to be able to interact. One of the reasons I started doing podcasting and one of the reasons I started teach hoops is cause I want to be able to interact with coaches. I think it's just such a great, uh, learning experience for both myself and the coach that, that I'm communicating with. Um, so I think you're really gonna enjoy this podcast. If you like the show, I ask that you to go subscribe and like, leave some reviews. Those really help on iTunes. Um just so people can 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 find us. So here's Charlie. I tell him I'm I'm a little out of a little out of sync there. But um I think you're gonna enjoy this. So here we go.
1: I spent a lot of time going through a lot of uh um Bergman things. Yeah, Bergman's, I mentioned, and just, uh, you know, given my own experiences and just digesting a lot of things and uh, haven't coached a team last year and got a new team this year. These are uh, seventh, eighth, seventh going into eighth grade. Okay. Um, and uh, just going, Bergman seventh,
0: right now.
1: They're in seventh grade now, right. Okay. Okay. And um, just, you know, quickly profile the team. Um, there's about seven guys that are pretty pretty quick, pretty fast. Okay. And I'd like to kind of take advantage of that. I don't really – I mean, I got one guy that's kind of a slow mover um, and another big guy that, that moves and dribbles pretty well. So looking for something you – know, I hear these motion offenses. I mean, there's just a lot of variations of things um very first practice I tried this swing offense I, mean, I understand it but it just seemed like it was too slow and there's just too much going on on one side of the court and uh yep so swing is swing is pretty um swing is pretty
0: mechanical um in the sense that you know and, and I ran swing for a while and I ran um and I ran flex for a while um the problem with it and, – and it might work in the summer in the sense that, uh, you know, there's not a lot of time to scout and that kind of stuff. Um, but it's pretty predictable. You know, good a way, good way to kind of stop it is to switch it.
1: <laughs> um, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, it can work at the younger levels. I Actually, some of my better teams um, – some of my better teams I actually – hold on, I'm going to change my mic for a little bit um some of my better teams i actually uh ran it just to kind of control them a little bit so it's not a bad offense to have in in the sense that if they get going too fast it will slow them down um so i might not throw it out i just it it doesn't take much to teach it right right i mean they probably could go and run it at the next practice it slows them yeah it it can slow them down because you're going to play some teams that are going to be pretty fast is my guess
1: yeah, last year. Last year's a. I mean, I, I expect you know to see that a lot of the same teams. The guys press the heck out of us the whole game. Yeah. Um, lots of pressure. Well, I mean, they sensed. I got a little different group this year, but I mean, they smell blood and they just they just pound you. Oh, and they will come at you too.
0: So do you spend a lot of time? We'll go back to the offensive part. Do you spend a lot of time on um,
1: on press breaks? That's right on the tip of my um you know brain uh, right right after this offensive stuff, okay, okay. I um, just realized last year I didn't get anything offensively like really solidified going into the first tournament, and you know I paid for it, but cross yeah. break was probably even more important because i couldn't get the i couldn't get the ball in into a set yeah, so i know i yeah so the the teams that
0: I've seen, especially in summer, if you can't. If you can't break pressure, it doesn't matter what offense you run because you're not going to get. I mean, you're right. They're just going to swarm you, and there's going to be no whistle call. Um, no. So, are, do you have a post?
1: Yeah. Okay.
0: And, uh, and is he a true post? Can he play a five Can he shoot a three? Can he? Can he? Ex- yeah. Can he step out? Okay.
1: He can step out and shoot a three. His shot's a little flat, but it's. I mean, he's he's a good he's player.
0: Right. He's not like a. He's not like a big slow. He he can. Nope. Okay. So is everybody kind of interchangeable other than maybe the point guard
1: um yeah they're all pretty interchangeable i got one i'll just sort of you know discount him for now but i got one guy who's the bigger slower guy not super slow he's got some got some game but he you know i wouldn't trust him shooting from 3 and i don't think he's interested in doing it but okay. everybody else um so you cool.
0: might so you might want to run like a 4 out 5 out motion
1: yeah, and that's what I started with. Uh, at least introduced it in practice. I introduced, you know, sort of Bergman's just pass and cut to try to get that action going. Yep.
0: So what what I would do is, and 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 it's probably more of a read and react than it is a dribble drive. I'm not a big dribble drive person because I think <laughs> the first thing they learn to do and they learn to play is dribble, and they all yeah. dribble too much. Yep. So that's why I'm not a big fan of dribble drive. I think it's got some good things. So I think you're probably, if you didn't like swing and flex, you probably aren't going to like a structured thing. So I would think read and react would be the way to go. Um, And what I would do is read and react is basically layers and there's like 8 billion layers. Mm. My guys, I lay, I, I, I got my guys down to like eight. These are the eight rules. Um, For you, I'd probably do like three rules or four rules and just work on those rules. Yep. Um, so it's going to depend. If you have five guys, you do five spots. You do five specific spots. So when we run it, let me do the um, let me do the shared screen here, so I can show you what I'm talking about. So uh, I want to do this, but I don't like green. Let's do black. Um, so the five spots. I'm going to put you over there. Hold on one second. I just got to move this over so I can have my, I can see my stuff. Um, all right. So there's basically five spots. So this is going to, the three point line is going to look ugly because I'm trying to draw it. Night Emma. Um, so you're going to put, you're going to put, uh, you're going to put one here, one here. The five spots are your normal five spots. Yep. And those should always be filled. Yep. Um, so rule number the first rule we the first rule that I taught my young guys was if you're overplayed, you backdoor. So rule number one is overplayed back door. So what does that do? It basically and that's gonna be hard for them. Um so because what happens is, and I'm guessing, I'm guessing, but what happens is they get up, they're not, sag, they're not sagging in here in the summer. They're up in your grill for the most part.
1: For the most part. They want to get the steel.
0: They want to get the steel they are up. So whenever
1: someone's doing that,
0: you, so you got – so so in this layer, you basically got to work on, you know, two-on-two, three-on-three drills where the defender, you're having them deny as hard as they can, and you basically just teach them how to back door cut. Um So that's the first rule. That that would be one I would definitely have in. Rule number two is after you pass, you cut to the basket. Um and I would just leave it that way. We have some subsets to that. But um, and then what I teach my guys is you gotta put your head under the rim. Because what they'll do is like this guy will pass from here to here and he'll cut, but he won't cut all the way. He'll just kind of cut um and then he'll kind of replace so then what happens is if he cuts so he's this person's got the ball he cuts he's gonna replace and then he's gonna fill the spot so yep. it's leaving it's leaving because the the funny thing is you don't have to teach him to dribble drive because they will dribble drive you know even if you don't do anything they're gonna drive to the basket because they're gonna see lanes which is good especially if you have five guys that are capable of doing it mm-hmm. um if you, have a, if you have a if you have a three point shooting team, then you're going to tell them to drive as soon as they get stopped. Then you're going to kick. Mm-hmm. Um, I just don't know how good of shooters they are. Um, it's hard in seventh and eighth grade. Sometimes those those shots are tough. Yeah. Um, so after you pass, you cut to the basket. Um, weak side replaces. So I would leave that. Um, all right. So. is only the big how many big guys you have two two so their rule is after they pass they cut and they can post up for a two count so that's another rule for them i don't know if you want to post up the guards but then you just tell those two your rule is so let's say let's say this guy passes this guy's a big and he passes it here he cuts under the basket and then he gets to post up for a two count as soon as that two counts over he's out of there um so it's a specific rule for them. Um, and I don't know if your guys are strong enough for skip passes, but the next thing that happens is if they do, so another rule, so that'd be rule three would be for the posts or whoever you want to designate, or if you want to have an isolation, you, you pass, you get a two second cut cause they won't be expecting that at all mm-hmm. um, because everyone's going to be cutting so much. Um, and then, uh, if they do dribble drive, everyone replaces. So let's say let's say the ball. Oops. Um, let's say the ball is passed from the top here. So the ball is passed from here over to here, and he. Or actually, no. Let's say the ball is passed here. Okay, he cuts. They're all moving this way. He's gonna come back eventually. Come back over here. Right. He drives to the basket. Then he's going to replace behind. He's not gonna to cut to the basket. So as people drive to the basket, you're not you're not cutting to the basket. You're replacing opposite. So that whenever someone drives to the basket, they know someone's gonna be behind them for a kick. Um, we've had problems with that. We've had problems. My varsity's had problems with that. That seems like that's the way the game is going drive. If you can take it, go, if you can't kick. Um, and then I don't know about, um, if they, if they sag, you want to work on skip passes, but I don't think sagging, that's our fifth rule is if they sag, you want to skip pass it. Um, okay. so to just go over if they're overplayed, if they're overplayed, cut to the basket. I, yeah. I mean, I'm again, countering what the game is moving. The game is moving right now to, um, uh, to shooting threes and dribble drive. Um, I'm kind of countering that in the sense that I want spacing. I want to give them lanes to create. Um, so one is if they're overplayed back door, if you pass, cut, put it under the basket. Um, if you're a post, you get the post up for a two count. If someone dribble drives, you replace behind, I would start with those four, um, the only issue is if you, if you have one of those bigs and they got to play, you probably, I put them in the mid post when I do it. So, um So I don't necessarily, I, I, let me put this back up here. Um, so I would put them, I don't put them in the low block cause it takes away his ability to drive baseline. I put them in mid block um, in here. So they'll get pushed down to the low block anyway, but I put them in that mid block if, if you got to run four out. And then the only different rule is if he drives, he, he has to move. Um, yeah. He can't stay. So he's either got to flash the basket, he's got to go up and set a back screen. So the, the interesting thing about read and react is there's not a lot of ball screening and there's not a lot of screening, which is a really hard skill to teach. And you have such a small amount of time. That yeah. You can teach them to cut to the basket. Um, you can teach them that if you're overplayed backdoor, um, you'll you know you'll get really good looks. It's a matter of being able to create on those. Probably,
1: I'm trying to teach them. I mean, they did a real good job of. Uh, so I introduced it, you know, on stages. Yeah. I mean, three out, then four out. Yep. And, and, and that's five, perfect. Yep. And five out, so that they get the idea of. Basically, they're replacing in the direction away from their pass, yep, and I stood underneath the hoop, they had to give me a fist bump or something. I wanted to get them all the way under the hoop, yep, get their head under, yep, that's perfect and um then uh you know as I started to introduce defense, well, even before I introduced defense, I observed what they're doing, number one, you know, as they were filling. As soon as I got the ball, they weren't getting in triple threat. They were just looking to pass and cut. Right. So what I do is I tell
0: them that they have to look at the rim, mm-hmm. which is what they want to look at because half of them want to score. Probably. Yeah. I would, I would so say. and the, and the reason you have them look at the rim is because they'll see the cutters and they'll and it will force them to get in triple threat. Because the problem is it becomes this hot potato. Um, yeah. That's not the point of it. So. um, Yes, triple threat is really big. We can talk about you know where we want to keep the ball a little bit, but um, yes, I always say you got to peek. I talk about peaking they want you always want to peek at the rim because if you look at the rim, you'll see the whole court um, okay. so yeah i can I can see in my head what happens you you did it, three and three look good, four and four five on five, but then it becomes this hot potato, and then as soon as you put the defense in, everything's just shot, probably.
1: Well, that – and even before I put the defense in, so it's a hot potato. i say, okay, after the fifth pass, you know, game on. Right. Well, after the fifth pass, it's just one on – well, okay, now the defense is in. I said after the fifth pass, it's game on. Right. And so they did their cuts. They got to the hoop. They did their fills. Everything – of court, court spacing was wonderful, but then after the fifth pass, whoever had the ball, they went one on one. They never hit the cutter, right? Um, so you got
0: to work, and that's something I didn't say in the before. You have pa- passing to a cutter is hard. It's it's not an easy thing. So um, so I it's going to be hard on it here, but what I refer to is, and it's a PGC thing. I talk about breaking windows. Yep. So you can always make a pass over either ear. You can make a pass over the head. It's If, if someone's playing defense, it's impossible for them to deflect those. But if I'm – let's let, I have my hands up like this. There are four windows in which you want to pass.
1: Mm-hmm. So I
0: always talk about breaking a window. There's a window at this ear, a window at this ear, and both hips. Most kids go what I refer to as Statue of Liberty, which is up here. Yep. Okay? Up at their belly, which is pregnant, and then – down below is which i say is giving birth that well, that way when i refer to them they know what i'm talking about so statue of liberty um, pregnant and giving birth those places the ball should never be the, and if you this is going to what we we're talking about before with beginning press
1: mm-hmm. if you're
0: putting the ball up here you're toast yeah so have a kid do this and then have the other kid go to they'll be able to pound it out but if they put it in triple threat and it's close to their body they won't be able to pound it there's no center you have no strength up here and you can't do anything, and you're not a threat. So um, so what, if they're in that triple threat and they peak, it will force them to get the ball down here into that kind of scoring pocket, which
1: is what you want. Um, so you're saying um, – and this is something I think what you're saying is – or what, how, I'm in, how I'm getting this is – I mean, when I played, I didn't even realize I was doing this. But I was, I was a pretty good passer. And I would zing passes right by guys' ears – over their head and just within inches within inches and and they can't stop it they they can't can't stop it and i never i never consciously did it right but but after reading all the you know studying some of the stuff being a coach or starting to be a coach now i'm like i was doing that on my own and occasionally i did a guy in the face but not not very often yeah but the but the
0: issue is you and i lived in a different era where we were just playing too like, it was, it was survival of the fittest, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to be honest with you. Like, I had an older brother. I had to go to the park. I went to Penn Park. I went to James Madison, Madison places. And if I didn't learn that stuff, I was going to lose, and I was not ever going to get picked, and I was going to play. These that's kids amazing. haven't experienced that. So, they're, that that's, so, we have to basically teach them all of the things that you and I have already, already knew as old guys because we learned it just playing. You know, they play, but they don't really play. I don't know how to describe it, but um, there's no survival there. There's another game in two hours. There's another game in two hours. Point. You know, we had a player, we sat in the white milk jug with water in it on in a summer day and had to sit at the sideline for, you know, 40 minutes. We didn't want to do that.
1: Yeah, you That's, call a game and there's like 30 guys waiting. and Yeah,
0: you went home because it's like, hell, you, you yeah. weren't to play. Yeah. Um, so they don't know that stuff. I swear. I mean, my great, some of my great players don't know. I mean, I had, I literally have to teach them that stuff. It's crazy.
1: Hmm. So do you, I
0: mean, like cutters, I mean. So I would do like a two on two drill where you're just cutting or a three on three drill where they're just cutting and they're passing. And you say the only way that you can score is on, on a cut to the basket. So you got to force them to get that feeling because then, then I say, stop, see what that felt like. That's what we got to get. You're going to go to the free throw line. You're going to get three-point plays. You're going to be able to kick it out. But that 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 is not a skill. If you drive and they shoot a three with no one in the gym, they're fine. I mean, they're good at that. <laughs> I mean, They're really good because that's what they do. They go in the gym and they shoot threes. They're really good at that. But they're not good at those move, moving things. You know what I mean? You got to drill that. That's. I mean, they'll do the other things for you, but mm-hmm. – the passing on a cutter is a really hard skill, but you will, but
1: people can't defend it either. Yeah. My f- kind of philosophy is first of all, I mean, guys, at least when we try to defend guys in my past teams and guys cut on us, I mean, they're, they're always beating us. Right. And also if you get a few rotations of this thing, guys get tired of defending. I mean, they're not going to, chase anybody you
0: saw my team this year we ran a variation of this much more complicated Mm -hmm. and we we couldn't i mean we lost in state semifinal game we couldn't score really other than maybe one or two people we were good but we couldn't score but we just ran i mean by about 30 seconds i could see it on the tag it's every time down i could see it on the tape 30 seconds people are just dying and then they can't go down and score on the other end it was you tire them out you tire them out because they got to play. De- if you don't play defense, we're going to get a layup on you. You know, no. it's, I don't want to say it's a Princeton thing, but yeah, because Princeton was like, we're going to take you know. But it's it's those kind of if they buy into it, and they're in seventh grade, it's going to be hard. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah. But it, once they get a couple cuts and a couple layups, they'll go, "Ooh, this is all right," you know. And then it's going to open up the threes for them.
1: Yeah, and that's what I was wondering with all this passing and cutting. It, it seems to uh sort of spell everything's got to you know end at the rim. And yeah. It's not going to end at the rim because somebody's going to be standing there. Yeah. Um but I you're just saying it's kind of naturally going to work itself out like they're going
0: to they're going to get stopped and they're, they're going to have to kick it They're going to stop and they're going to shoot the floater. They're going to stop and then they're going to get fouled. They're going to stop. I mean, they're not going to get to the rim because there's always yeah. going to be these you know these guys that look like they're 35 playing Summer yeah. ball. <laughs> I mean, that's just what it is. I mean, yeah.
1: But I, I assume I, you know, my one of my objectives is, or main objective is to give these guys some skills that they can bring into high school because I assume right. most of them want to play. And I think this kind of offense is a good. It's teaching them to yeah,
0: it's teaching them how to play too. You know, I can teach I could teach your group I could teach them swing effectively pretty quickly. And I'm not worried about if their coach happens to run something like that. Um, yeah.
1: So. Because I don't want to run, you know, seven, you know, Badger and Indiana and Carolina. and Right.
0: You don't want to run, yeah, and you don't want to run 85 quick hitters. So,
1: um, yeah. Uh, so so what about, um, so I guess the other thing I observed, and maybe it was just because, you know, they're all trying to impress early on, but, but when I'm running this thing, I mean they were cutting so fast i mean it, it they start they start running almost running into each other, getting each other's way yep and, and when i you know I'm watching uh you know the NCAA. and you know i obviously that's a whole nother level, but you know i'm seeing and even high school some high school teams like i mean they're coming down setting it up, you might see these cuts, they seem like they're you know there's only a couple people one cut happens another cut happens it feels like when i'm watching my guys i got three guys cutting in the lane at one time i, I know that's not what's happening but right it seems very congested
0: it does that's why you got to keep it in the, you got to stay in those five spots if it's going to work and you have to have that's where that's where i might keep flex flexing it's like okay would you rather run this or would you rather run this kind of thing um mm-hmm. <laughs> because i want to run this and i want to be able to do these things but if you're going to go too fast then we're going to slow you down um so i mean there's ways that you know you can come i mean especially in the summer you can say hey we need a post touch before we need a touch in the paint before you even take a shot kind of things there's ways to slow them doesn't have to be a post up it has to be the ball has to get into the paint that will force them while then they get stopped they can do the kick you know those kind of things um but summer, I'm going to tell you right now, summer is a faster speed. Sure. There's not – the defense isn't as good. Um yep. There's not – we don't have – you don't have – you don't practice every day. I mean, it's just, it's just different. It It's good, yeah. but it's just a different kind of good. Um, it's more pressure. It's more quick shots. It's more we're going to turn you over. It's more the officials aren't going to blow the whistle ever. Right. You know, you better be strong with the ball because you're not going to get a foul call, which is good. Some of that stuff correlates really well to high school. Some of it doesn't, which usually takes me to January to get rid of. But some of it's good. Some of the strength and taking care of the ball and knowing that you're not going to get foul calls and things like that.
1: Yeah, to develop a strong mind, you know, to play through the stuff so that, you know, you don't become the first guy back in the huddle saying, I'm getting fouled. Right. And we all know you're getting fouled. Yeah, I know. So. What do you What do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I'd like
0: to coach the rest of the game not be thrown out and sit in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
1: <laughs> I, I so realize. what about, like, uh, so, I mean, you described and, you know, you talked about, you know, sort of five out thing. What if I, and you mentioned, like, if I tab, you know, my two guys that I'm calling sort of more the post type guys that, if they cut, they got to visit the post and hang around yep a second or two yep but what about even starting him out you know what i'm thinking because when i i tried two things in practice i tried starting him out you know i know that uh you know starting him out on the on those blocks is not a good idea you want him a little higher than that but yeah. i started there but i also then started a guy i put him up uh you know i said you got to move from from elbow to elbow on the free throw line.
0: And that's a good spot to put them, right? You're saying you put one here, and then would you have the other four outside?
1: Yeah, and that that actually worked well because that guy on his own, he saw guys cut – or he wasn't picking off guys like moving picks, but he started it. He saw guys around and he was doing back picks and.
0: Yep. So that's a really good isolation. So what would happen is, and the way I've done this in the past is, if you do that, these aren't in the exact right spots. But let's say he goes here, he he he's going to cut to the basket and he is going to automatically set a screen. It's an automatic back screen. Yeah. So same thing here is if the pass goes from the baseline up here. The post goes and sets the screen and then rolls. So the way you sell it to the big is, yes, you're setting a screen and we might get a look there, but you're going to roll afterwards. So there's a secondary look. So if they start cheating. Hey, everybody, I hope you're enjoying uh, our, my discussion, my office hours with, with Coach Olson. Um, it is really one of the unique things with teachhoops.com, um, the interaction that we're able to have, not only the resources, because the resources, I think, speak for themselves. There's so many of them and so many good ones and ones we're adding all the time. Um but I think the interaction, um the ability to be able to communicate and talk about basketball is a great thing. If you're liking this, I ask you to go subscribe and like. Please, I know it and I know it's hard for people. I'm not really good at it when I do it. Um if you're loving this, please go check out ttroops.com. Um it's a place for coaches to get better. Uh you know, right now we just had a we just had a, a price increase um and I think we're going to stay steady for a couple months. Um but at some point we're going to increase because it's, we're just getting in demand and, and I'm having to hire people to kind of help me run the run the system. So if you want to get in, I'd get in now. Um, just go over and check us out at www.teachhoops.com. Get a seven-day free trial and you can play around and see, uh, see if it's for you. So please go check it out. And back to Charlie. There's a secondary look. So if they start cheating on the initial screen, then you're going to get the role. So that's an easy thing to do. And it will leave it will leave lanes, like if this guy's playing on the wrong side, it will leave lanes for these guys to still be able to drive to the basket. Um, Okay. Yeah, I mean, it it would be hard – it's harder to run this with two posts in at the same time if you're going to put them both inside because it gets it too um, clumped together. But if you put them in the mid-post or put them at the the free-throw line, then it can work.
1: Yeah, when I had them down in in, – in the low, what we call the low post. Right, um, down here. he was, I mean, he wasn't necessarily in the way, but I didn't know whether to put defender, him ball side.
0: But his defender is.
1: His defender, yeah, he's sitting yeah. right there. Yeah. He's watching guys cut, and, you know, I know that it could be some mismatches. He could dump it off, but I've not seen that happen. I think his defender will follow him enough. And then the big guy will help out and Well and the
0: thing is if you do put him here and all of a sudden you tell him, Hey, pop once in a while. Just pop out and yeah. out and then, hey, maybe once in a while go down here. You can always stop him from doing it. But you you know, if you give him a little freedom and say, Hey, you know, your 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 space is really above that line rather mm-hmm. than down here, mm-hmm. then he'll pop up high mm-hmm. and then that will leave the guy the, the guy defending him won't know what to do. It will give him some it will give him some good looks, I think.
1: No, that's a good idea. Because actually, one of the guys' profile would be he'd probably prefer um, you know, dive into the hoop with rolls, and the other guy would probably rather like the pop. Right.
0: Like, so that fine. gives them both a little different. You know, maybe, it, yeah. It'd be hard to have them both in at the same time. Yeah. Um,
1: but, yeah. I mean, it can definitely work. Um. And in this, you know, with this kind of uh setup um, am I gonna I mean because there's as you pointed out real early in the conversation when you do this um and what do you call you call it uh read and react read react okay um when you're doing the read react
0: I mean don't if you if you research read and react or you buy read and react stuff I have me and uh, a former high school coach for 25 years, and mm-hmm. and my assistant for 10, and a no problem, and a D1 coach. It boggles our mind. Trust me, the layers upon layers that Torbet teaches—it's too complicated for the kids.
1: To be oh, really? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> uh, well, when you, well, when you do this type of thing, I mean, I mean, when you pointed out not only the layers, but you also, which is kind of obvious, or at least. At least the way I've – there's really no – um, well, there's no rule. It's not one of the rules to pick on the ball.
0: It's not. So you're not doing it. It's not. Um, you would – Are Am not going to be able to get away with that? I, I think so because I think everyone's going to be picking the ball. You're going to have to work on it defensively. And if I was playing defense in the summer, I would jump every ball screen because kids can't pass. I jumped the hell out of them.
1: No, oh, wait a minute. I, I'm sorry. I'm lost here. So, so I'm, talking
0: about, I'm talking about you. Def- so you're going to have to work on other people are going to ball screen. So defensively, you're going to have to work on what happens when you get screened.
1: Oh, you see well, my philosophy, just like the, I just like to switch everything.
0: I like to jump it. Do you? But if you're not big enough, I like to jump it. Because I don't think kids pass out of it. And the roll is hard.
1: So you can oh. switch,
0: switch won't, switch won't get you in trouble, um, especially if everyone's about the same. Mm-hmm. But if someone's killing you, double them. I'm telling you, I've gone against some of the best guards in the state, I double them. Just double it's gonna, for. yeah, you just jump them hard and make them pass out of it, and then just get back to your men. Because how many kids can actually pass out of that, and how many kids roll really well, and how many kids catch the roll and finish really well? You're it's the math teacher in me, you have all these variables that, yes there are exceptions to the rule but to get all of those working pieces working together at the same time really hard it's really hard
1: so how do you i mean if you that's can't that's why you
0: we know, don't we don't ball screen much
1: oh uh, so when so when you get screened how do you, i mean how do you jump the ball when one guy's got picked off
0: so so here let me show you so
1: Or if the screen's good, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, again, it depends. But so let's say he's here and he has the ball. So we'll call that the ball. And we have the defender here. Try to use my other thing. And then this guy comes up and sets the screen and he's here. All right. Mm -hmm. So he is going to jump this like no tomorrow. So he's setting the screen here and he's dribbling this way right he is going to jump this he is going to be able to get on it hard wow. so we jump that screen hard okay uh, because there are very few kids and i can probably name them in the state that can come out of a good hard because what's gonna what's he's got to be able to roll so he's got to be able to see out of that we jump it we jump it hard this is a hard almost a double you know, all right, you're gonna come and set the screen here. Well, then I'm just gonna jump that. I'm not gonna let you go that way. All right, so then you're gonna to have to back dribble. It's gonna give us time that that for him to get over, recover, do whatever he has to do.
1: So if he if he drills back, you just stay with him until just stay he then then we just stay. Then you haven't gotten anything out of it. Hmm. I mean, do you try? You don't back off, then then reengage. Well, we will or we'll double that. But I mean you'll double it strong until you get a result and then see what happens and then go yep. from there. Yep. But that goes back to like again, you if you're
0: if you're playing your bigs, if you're playing if you're worried about not having ball screens, which is fine, then what you're gonna wanna do is put those guys in the mid or high post and the, and that that's gonna be their job. Screen yeah. and roll. Screen and you know, screen and roll, screen and roll, screen and roll. Some prairie <laughs> ran a I don't remember what they call it. It's kind of a Princeton variation, but so you basically got to have someone screening. You don't yeah. want your guard. You want your other guards staying wide and spacing the floor.
1: I think though. So if I got my guys, if I got me four out, yep, and they're okay. just uh, read and react. you have one here, but they're not. Nobody's picking anybody on the ball. I'll be fine. Yep. Oh, you should be fine if they're cutting hard. You'll be fine. Yeah, I got them to cut hard. I mean, that, that was one. That's a death of it if you don't cut.
0: If you don't cut, if you don't cut, you can't run it. Yeah. Um, but how good of screeners are 13-year-olds?
1: True, yeah,
0: no. I mean, it goes back to the pre- – my guys aren't very good screeners, Well, so I have to teach them how to screen. So I can't imagine what – th- I mean, it's been a while since I've had 13-year-olds, but yeah. I, my guess is they're average at best screeners. So I'd rather yeah. have them at least moving to the basket. Um, and then you can, teach your, you can teach the two bigs to screen. Like here's how you're going to screen, and here's how you're going to roll. And we're going to play a lot of two-on-two games to kind of teach you that. Um,
1: that's easy. I've heard a lot, or read about, or seen um, some philosophies with rolling, uh, especially with youth, is not to spend a ton of time, you know, with fo- just dive to Don't the Don't worry about
0: footwork. Don't worry about footwork.
1: Just go to the kid eye and go. go.
0: If you worry about which foot goes where, holy balls, it's gonna yeah cut screen. As soon as he gets off it, go. The footwork will figure out but no yeah yeah
1: yeah. the only
0: thing with footwork is you're gonna want to talk about for the screener so those bigs you're gonna want to talk about here's how you set a screen here's how you get a wide base you know that kind of stuff um so that that's one of the places in footwork when they're young that i worry about like you know you got to be set how you set how are you going setting that screen where are you setting it you know um you know, you can use hand motions. You can do all sorts of stuff because that guy can't see it. He's facing his guy. So you can let the guy with the ball know which way you're going to screen. Because, you, you know, who cares if the guy defending you knows? Um, the guy that you're going to screen will not see you holding up a hand or whatever motions you want to do to do that. Um, so, you, so the guy handling the ball knows which way to go. You know how to set it up, and then and then the problem is it's all these layers with screens. So then you got to teach them how to set up the screen. So you got to you got to dribble away, you got to come back. It's like, oh my god, one or two practices a week. I don't know how you do that. I, I have a yeah. hard time with me doing that.
1: Yeah, this these guys. I mean, when I had them on high post, I mean, they were just instinctively yeah, you know, they're, they're setting screens the best they could. I mean, yeah. but they were big enough that all they have to do is sort of get in the way, right? Um, but What I've heard is on on study screens, as far as, you know, obviously not having all the time to do technique stuff, but do you agree with, I mean, you want to make contact.
0: You do. And you want a wide base and you want to go find the foot.
1: foot?
0: Yeah. So you want to find where that you want. So the guy's sidelines, you want to find his foot and you want to get your feet on either side of it. Wide base, find your, so the, my head is, my head is the foot of the defender that's defending my guy. I want my feet on either side of that. And then you're going to have to figure out that's where it's again, talking about angles and stuff. And it's like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. So that's why it's so easy. Cut to pass, cut to the basket. You're big, they cut, you go screen their man. If you keep it simple, then in timeouts, what you're talking about is you didn't do this and we only have four things to do and you didn't do one of them or, you know, you took a shot when, when someone was open, why, you know, you can get into those other layers, but yeah, I'd be more worried. I'd be worried as much about shot selection too. Like, so even at this age, I would, might have them tape a game. We grade every shot we take all year long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, the kids grade them. So that's a little bit of issue with, with, with summer basketball is like, all right, what one to 10 or A of A to F, you know, what kind of shot was that? And mm-hmm. why was that a good shot? That's a really hard lesson to teach to a 13-year-old but if you have guys taking bad shots on a regular basis it doesn't matter again it doesn't matter what offense you're running <laughs> it does if like they're shooting d shots you're going to have problems
1: <laughs> well, and and being the math I mean the mathematician I, I, the um, what I've heard and read and is I don't know if it's true but the, the teams with the highest shooting percentages um, tend to win. It's a factor. Of correlate, four. Correlates with, or at least are, or is tied to more passes. Yes. More passes, higher percentage. It is. It is.
0: Um, and and the better team wants more possessions. If you're better, you want more possessions. It's the law of large numbers. I'm thoroughly convinced that's true. I Yeah, a na- uh, Basketball on a Napkin, I think it is, by Oliver Dean. It's a great book, if you like statistical stuff because i'm a stats teacher but oh. basically it's law i mean if i'm better than you i'm gonna press you and we want possessions because over the whole long haul i'm gonna turn you over i'm gonna get easy buckets i'm gonna shoot more than you we're gonna shoot the same amount but i'm better than you that's why people press because they think they're better and they know there's not gonna be a whistle too and
1: but. they can get a Ton of shots and don't really always have to be that great, but they get a lot of them.
0: And they get a lot of them and they get easy ones.
1: Easy ones. Like they're yeah. not,
0: you know, it's the whole closing out. We could have a we could talk for 15 yeah. minutes about closing out. You you know, that the shooting percentage, nobody's on them. It's like if a kid's a good shooter, it's like sixty percent, it drops twenty percent if you get a hand up. Really? And then it drops another fifteen if you double them. Yeah, it's crazy. So oh. I just tell the boys just I mean, you know. And then this is going back to what we were talking about before. You have to explain why you're doing stuff. Like, I explain to my guys, why are we chopping our feet? Why are we getting a hand up? Because they, you know, we live, they all want to know why. Well, I'll tell you why. Here's why. Um,
1: <laughs> so oh, they they like the why?
0: They like the why. Okay. They love the why. You'll get them. If they if you give them the why, they'll love you. Because they, mm-hmm. they just want to know why. Why are we doing this? Why are we cutting? Why? Because I want, you know. It's, I convinced my guys to, to score 43 points a game this year. And win, you know,
1: Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> we a lot of games and you didn't get 50.
0: But, it, but they but, – and the, and the why was, do you want to win or do you want to lose? Because I said, we can run up and down the court, but we'll lose. And we won't be able to beat Middleton, mm-hmm. who was one of the best teams in the state, if we don't slow the ball up. So, do you want to win? Do you want to lose? Here's why I think we should do this, and once I got them all on the bus, we were good. Wow. It took until about Christmas to get them
1: all on the bus, and then once I got them on the bus, we were good. But Wisconsin—that's kind of, what the Badgers—they limit the. I mean, they limit the number of possessions because they know athletically they're overmatched, but
0: and they take really, really good shots. They didn't oh. at times this year, but in the past they've taken really good shots. Yeah. Oh, they worked the crap out of the ball. And that's what this will do too. You might run thirty seconds before you get a, a shot. They might, yeah. you know, um, that's okay. But you're going to get a really good shot.
1: <laughs> and these guys, that's yeah, that's one. They get antsy. They think, right? You know, they got to get a three up or something. Yes. And yeah, yeah, they'll take bad shots. That's why coaches <laughs> don't
0: have any hair. Hair yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Dare> to God. <laughs> All right, what was the yeah, other just, thing you want to talk about I forgot
1: um that. let's see
0: oh I know what it was um so press break yeah the, pre- the premise of the, your press break should be the same as your as your um uh I don't screen much on press breaks
1: hmm okay I don't
0: I don't I, don't, I, I again don't screen much on press breaks um I do screen initially so I'll put a guy here I'll put a guy here and I'll put, let's say, half courts here. I gotta grab my pen. Trying to do it on my computer is impossible. Um, so half courts there, and then I'll put a guy here, and I'll put a guy over here. So hold on, that's gonna bother me. Um, so, so, and then a person throwing it in. So what I talk about is, I talk about, um, I talk about cutting. Because if you cut across the front of the face, they can't defend you. So these two, I will have screen each other initially. So this one will come here and screen and he'll roll back. So they'll, they'll, they'll be in these spots and then these guys will be coming up and down. So then as soon as the ball goes to the wing, so let's say the ball goes from here to here. So the ball's passed to here. These guys are cutting. So think about where the defender is. The defender is going to be on the side, right? They're going to be side fronting. If the ball is passed to this big or this wing here, I basically have these guys. So, if we re-diagram this now, so the, the, the guy just threw it in, he threw it to this person here. So there's the ball. Okay. We have a person here. We have a person here and we have a person back over here. So this person is not going to get beat deep. So he's going to be behind them on the side or somewhere. So if he cuts really hard in front of them, he will be open. If he cuts really hard to the middle, he will be open because these defenders don't want to get beat deep. Now they might try to come double. Great. If this person, the closest man to the closest man, oops, stop it. Um, The closest man to this one, this guy kind of comes back in and is, is the release Mm -hmm. One comes back in as the release. He stays away. Mm -hmm. Who's the closest guy. If they're going to double the ball, it's going to be this guy, right? Well, we're just going to cut across the front of your face at that point. So I basically try to get a one-four across. So eventually I try to get a one-four across. So I, get, I get one here, one here, one here. And you can do it any way you want And the four-man here. And let's say the five guys throwing it in. You should have the four thrown in. But let's say the ball goes to the two. Then this would be the three. The three is going to cut across the middle. These two guys are going to go. Mm-hmm. If, you, if you tell them, and, and I drill the crud out of this, if you tell them they can't dribble the ball until it's past half court, They will get really good at this. Oh, okay. They get in problems because they try to dribble through it. And that's where the doubles come and that's where the steals come and that's where the layups come. I said 10 seconds. I said, if we get a 10-second call, I don't care because we're going to get back and get to play defense. So if you're getting turned over, I don't care about five-second calls and I don't care about 10-second calls. I don't want them. But if we get them, they get the ball out of bounds, and now we get to defend, right? I'd rather defend than give up a two-pointer or a three-pointer. Yep. So you just got to drill that into them. It's like, I don't care if we get a five-count. If you get the ball here, I'd rather have you hold on to the ball and make the official call a five-second call, mm-hmm. than you turn it over, and then they get a layup.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: It, it, whatever. We can come back and defend then at least. Um And then I talk about them. Don't give up your. And here's why. Here goes. Here goes the why. Here's why we don't want to dribble it right away. Because what happens is the ball goes here, and one starts dribbling, right? Yep. That's part of the problem. As soon as he picks the ball up, he's got five seconds. So what I say is, and I show them this. Okay, so five passes is the one thousand one, thousand two, thousand three, thousand four. Okay, your release now is your dribble. Put it on the floor. Thousand one, thousand two, thousand three, thousand four. Pick it back up. Now you got five more seconds. So each one of those is a reset of the clock. Mm-hmm. So it's four and four and five. You have thirteen seconds when you grab that ball before a five-second count is going to happen. But you're not if you dribble it right away. <laughs> so I teach them. I just pound it into them that grab it, peek, look around. Then if you're getting pressure or you feel like you need to dribble it, then you can dribble it. Then, if you're feeling like you're getting pressure and you can't do anything, pick it back up, and now you still have another five seconds before they're going to call it on you.
1: But you're talking about the press, so you got ten to get it over, all right? You got ten to get
0: it over, but yes, you have ten to get it over. Um, I'm just talking about more in the in the half court once they. Break. Oh, okay. Yes, yeah. um, but ten is a lot of time. Trust me. Yeah. You can put it on your stopwatch and have them do it it's not going to happen. very. Maybe once or twice a game, but very rarely. And if they're cutting hard, it's not going to happen at all.
1: Because I had is guys, you know, once they are successful with the dribble, then they think they can do it every time. Right. And, and then,
0: that, then it goes back into telling them stories. Yes, you might be able to do that against 80% of the teams. But the teams that we want to beat, you can't do that against. Yeah. There's always – I tell my guys, there's always somebody bigger, faster, stronger than you unless you're LeBron James or your stuff curry or somebody but there's only one of them and eight billion people so there's always going to be somebody's bigger faster stronger so you have to neutralize that how can you neutralize that that goes back to the why's again yep why are we doing this why are we cutting because cutting is better passing you can pass faster than you can dribble down the court yep so yep. i'm trying to help you score more points so if two cuts hard sure there's no one in front of them dribble all you want yeah, um, yeah. but you know I can pass the ball from one end line to the other end. I can pass from here to here faster than you can dribble. You know, it's the whole case of that horse and the runner. You know, the horse is going to beat the guy running.
1: Yeah. Just,
0: you know, the pass is going to beat the dribbler. So, um,
1: and no, I was thinking, thinking of this very thing with the four. Um, I was going to line them up like that. But i
0: think that's a great way to do it and the thing is you can i mean the the only reason i stagger two and three is it kind of gets a little bit of motion and four and one half the zigzag um so what do you think about like where you have the I have one a great like, press break on t-tubes too all my press break stuff's on t-tubes so broader, okay. yeah, yeah um i did a thing in minnesota maybe five years ago on it and so i went through a lot of these different and and i and i talk about it in that if you if you have an out-of-bounce play you like it always works good for a press break when you're getting pressed
1: <laughs> oh
0: think about it. i mean you're not going to shoot at that basket you're going the other direction but you can get the ball in people always worry about getting the ball in i go you can always get the ball in run when you're out of bounce plays that you're trying to score a bucket off of underneath and mm-hmm. what you do after you get it in i
1: don't know but you can always get it in question i have is like that the one you showed on the side there oh, yeah, um i had an idea and i just want to run it through you is yep. uh this one where, over here the, on the my left side we have the one two three four across yep, yep um i was i've been thinking about throwing it into my big guy is that a no that's not a problem too and and, and you can have calls on this
0: how do you defend this if you're these guys so you can just send somebody deep too. Do you have a
1: football player? I'm telling you, you can go deep too. Yeah, it'll work. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I figured if we throw four guys up there, they're gonna they're gonna play behind. They are. And then if I get it to my biggest biggest guy, I know I'll get it in bounds. And, and then... sometimes
0: I, and 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 I'm not gonna do it tonight, but yeah, if you go on the if you go on the thing it's called sideline, and I have the, my point guard actually run it in, and then we have a big come up and get it, and then the point guard goes this way on the side. That's mm. another good tweak to it. Okay. Uh, so, like, sometimes I have my point guard, and that freaks everybody out when you have a point guard throwing it in. It's like, uh. oh, I don't care. I mean, because then I have a big coming up getting the ball, and then I have my point guard sprinting the opposite way because he knows where he's going. Mm. The defender doesn't know where he's going. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then he just sprints, and then the big guy just throws it to him. He's more off to the races. Um, so, that works too.
1: Okay. And then the la- last thing is on my mind is, um, you know, I understand with all these, you know, setups and stuff with the swing and blah, 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 where, you know, they label guys the one, the two, the three, the four, the five. I hate it. I mean, I can speak to stuff, but, I mean, when I, I – I'm having trouble because, I mean, when I'm subbing guys in, I, I, they're going to be like, right, am I a two or a three? Never do
0: it. I, I am. It's driven one of my assistant coaches bonkers because he's always wanted to run a number break. He's always wanted to do that. The only people I really designate on my team is who my point guard is because yeah. I want them handling the ball. Mm-hmm. And then if I have a true big, like this year I had Chris, he was a five. Yeah. Those are the only ones. Otherwise when we run our break and stuff, it's like, if you get to, the, if you're a, if you're, the point guard normally has the ball in his hand, yeah. but if he doesn't, whoever gets to the low block first can go to the low block first. I don't care. You're, I just tell them, these are your spots, and here's where you got to go. Um, I'm not a big one on the and, – and, and that and who throws the ball in. Those are the only yeah. things I designate. The one man, and I usually have a three or a four throw the ball in. Like this year I had, I had Barry Alvarez's grandson. He's a four thrower. Because yeah. I okay. trusted him. I knew he would make the right pass for the most part. Um, so that's what you want to do those are the only things I designate and I don't even tell them a four. I just say you're throwing the ball in and you're bringing it up. You know? Um, I don't think we're living in the world anymore where that's the case. You know, what's a three? I don't know. I mean, um, I think it's just changed a little bit. Well, that's too confusing too, to be honest with you. I can never keep track of, you know, you're running down the right side of the court and you're running down the left. It's like, I just want to play, man. I I go back to my playing days when I talk about that basically.
1: Yeah, because I'm thinking, you know, I see these offenses Well, while, while the odds start on the one side, and then it's like, I right. just don't want it. And I'm, it's refreshing to hear it from a successful coach that, that I don't have to do that. No, I wouldn't do that at all. I won't waste any time on that. Yeah. My guys will be confused. I mean, when you put a, you sub in the game, I don't have an assistant, which is fine. And, right. You know, these games with the running clock, blah, and it's just I want to put guys in and have whoever gets down to the spots, fill the spots
0: right and the and only thing goal. for you might be you two are only going to be in these two spots for your bigs that might be the only yeah. way to designate you but, two are going to this is you want to be your two jobs and here's why i'm doing it here's what we're going to get for you everybody else you probably got five point guards if it's like any au team you probably got five guys yeah. it up it doesn't matter if someone's struggling you just take them off the point at that point
1: yeah yeah, yeah and i know who, i got two or three guys that can manage the point so whoever gets the ball. Or, right. And
0: then it goes to mismatches sometimes. Like, you know, I didn't really, I had two, two guards starting this year. So sometimes we had the three, bring the ball up just cause it was a good matchup.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's, mm-hmm. you know, you got to do sure. that once in a while too. Sure. Um, and then I, I assume you'd recommend, you know, having a couple of, in my back pocket, some quick hitters to take advantage of. Yeah, back. one
0: or two quick hitters. That's maybe where you'd want to put the ball screen in. Yeah. Um, some clear outs, you know. You know, you're not going to – I'm, I'm going to tell you from someone that's coaching enough AAU, you better get a shot because you're not getting a call at the rim. Yeah. At the end of a game, if it's close or you need a bucket, you're going to have to hit a jump shot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I mean, so maybe it's a clear out drive and you are not going to shoot this when you drive. They don't know that, but I know it. You're going to kick it for this three or something. You have a much better chance of winning games that way, unless you get a steal. Something yeah. like that, they ain't blowing the whistle. Yeah, all officials are bad. No, just kidding for anybody. That's like <laughs> not true,
1: but <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, it's not all about winning, but I, I want to be organized and I want I want to give these guys a good basketball experience so they grow. But they right. have a good chance of winning because there's some talent I got this year. And right, and you want to just put them in an opera I mean,
0: yeah. You just want to give them the opportunity to win games. We lost our last game of the season. I put them in a place to beat the best team in the state, in my opinion, probably other than us. Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, there's places, there's times we haven't done that. You just got to put them in the spot. And if they do it, they do it. You can only do so much. You can only put the piece of paper and the pencil in front of them. They got to, you know, do the problem. But.
1: Yeah. Well, you guys were close. We were close. We were. Yeah. I wish we had that one over. Uh, I went to the championship game.
0: Oh, well, the championship game was on Friday. Yeah. We played in the championship game. Yeah, yeah. We win that. We win the whole thing. But yeah, it, is. it was a good group too. They, they worked hard. They overachieved. That was, we reached as high as we could reach. So you got to be happy with that as a coach. That's all. You, we were better in March than we were in November. That's all I ever want, you know. Uh, if you get better than you're going to be good. But thanks. Yep. All right. Cool. Anything uh-huh. else? No. All right. So we'll, we'll come back in a month or so after you've had some frustrations. Yeah. <laughs> you email me back and then we'll come talk again.
1: All right. Well, I appreciate it. Steve. Right. No much.
0: problem. See you. Okay. Hey, everybody. I hope you enjoyed that podcast as much as I did. I, you know, I, I've been toying with doing this, kind of pulling back the curtain so people could kind of see what teachhoops.com is. Um, kind of, especially as far as the office hours go. And I'm really glad I did. This was a good one. Uh, there's a couple other ones. I think I'm going to, throw it over the summer so you can kind of see what the interaction is between myself and and the coaches and the and the community that we're kind of building um so go over and check it out you get a seven-day free trial I I I don't think there's a reason I'm giving you a seven-day free trial I don't think you'll be disappointed I think you'll love the community I think you'll love the resources I think you'll love the interaction that that all of us kind of have on a daily basis and um it's a great thing so go over and check us out at, at uh www.teachhoops.com and thank you again for taking time on your day to to listen to this podcast and if you have 30 seconds which again um we would really appreciate going over and leaving a review go over on itunes leave some stars um we would surely appreciate that have a great day
1: sports social podcast network